back again. Another Man in the Van, episode 12, series two. Yeah, that's right. Uh, again, I'm parked up in the arse end of nowhere trying to get 4G on the signal because of poxy COVID. I shouldn't treat it like that. I know, it's a bit dodgy, in it? Um, but, you know, it's just annoying, isn't it? Anyway, um, let's get started. Uh, you can see who the guest is. Um, before I bring him on, big shout out again to Relax to Race for getting behind us, what we're doing here. Also, FXR, got a nice new shiny hat again. Keep me coming, fellas, and you need to cover up my bald head. Remember to check out FXR. Uh, they've all got the 21 kit out. Looks sharp, very sharp. So get on to that. Right, enough about all that. Big shout out to these people, though, because we wouldn't do it without them. That way I always get confused. There we go. Let's get him in. Um, he's looking a little bit. Um, he's looking a little bit. How would I? How would I put it? Well, it just looks like he's got. It looks like he's got a leech on his head, but it's not. Um, let's bring him in. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, uh, Jake Nichols. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you. I tell you, what, I'm excited about this one because you know, of late, as you got a bit older, mate, as well. You know, you've got a little bit more like we all do when we get a bit older, a little bit more like ah, forthright, saying it as it is. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that, though. At least you're not got it covered up. Uh, a lot of people will know, but a lot won't. Uh, talk us through the head injury. <laughs> um, I got basically got whacked with a bungee cord last Thursday, loading my trials bike up, and um, yeah, it hurt straight away, and it was one of those ah. Oh, it sort of ones that you sort of hold your head for a, like a couple of seconds and then took my hand away and it was just pissing with blood all over my truck so yeah not really a good story behind it to be fair but a bit um but just a nightmare like i had to go to a and e and have it glued up and stuff it was ridiculous um but obviously right where the goggles sit so i looked like a prat all weekend with a huge plaster over it <laughs> well, it's not a good story it's not a good story for, for you because you was in pain and nearly had your eye out it could have been a lot worse yeah but, you know, for comedy value, it is it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's, head with a bungee. It's a shame no one saw it though. I was literally on my own in a field, and like, <laughs> if someone would have seen it, at least it'd have been worthwhile. But no one saw it at all, and I had to get someone. I had to get my wife to pick me up and take me to hospital at half eight at night. <laughs> it's like terrible. Uh, so you didn't have your phone with you, any because you could have done the whole Rocky Balboa thing, and like you know all like yeah. I did have my phone with me, but I didn't really. I don't know. I was more. I was more pissed off. I was so pissed off, to be honest with you. <laughs> and it, it did hurt, to be fair. Yeah, I, I bet it did. <laughs> um, listen, you're not one for, to, like we said, to make excuses as well. So that, let's let's do let's talk about the sort of immediate uh, past that's just happened over the weekend. The Mitch and MX Nationals. Again, you know, you, you you've got out there. Um, it's it's obviously not gone your way. That that hasn't helped but you never use an excuse but then it didn't go your way regardless of the the head injury really did it you just couldn't quite sort of get into the swing of it from what from the stuff you said on the bill base honda video and stuff yeah it's it i mean well it's frustrating for me because it's not really like my kind of a um setup or track in the past really i've struggled there in the past i've only actually raced there once and I really, really didn't enjoy it to race. I love the track, but don't, don't really enjoy racing around it. I find it very hard to pass. Um, but in fairness, like Justin changed the track, and I thought it was brilliant. Um, and practice, I was, yeah, I felt like a school kid. I was enjoying myself so much. And um, and actually, in the first race, I was really enjoying myself as well. Um, I got a really bad start, and um, I had a really, in my eyes, a really good ten minutes. Like I came from probably fifteenth to, uh, to fourth. 
and um, you know, I pulled Tommy in a bit, and um, it's one of those tracks on a 450. I mean, my bike's 63 odd horsepower, so they're so fast, and um, like you can really let the bike get away from you a bit around there. And it's, yeah. it's funny, like if you let that happen for more than one lap, you're buggered, like your arms are gone. And you'd probably see that happen to everyone pretty much in the top five, apart from um, Van Donick in the first race. Like Tommy yeah. dropped off, didn't he? Bob Rochef dropped off. And I was, the lap the lap I crashed, I wound my neck in a bit because I'd caught them, caught Tommy up by quite a bit. And, and, um, and whoever was in front of them at the time, I can't really remember. And I, I felt really good, but I felt myself a couple of times almost clinging on a bit for dear life with my fingers and felt my arms like kind of slightly go. And as you get older, you realise that, don't you? You kind of like, oh, I better. Oh, mate, you are not filling me with confidence right now after I announced this week that I'm going to start riding again. <laughs> You're not selling it. And then that lap i was trying to relax really really trying to relax and i just got it all wrong and i went down like a sack of shit to be honest with you and it was it was a, it was a crash i was slightly sideways off a really slow jump and i was like oh that's no worries like i've got it i just thought i'd just save it it was and it just threw me down and when i went down i just bent my thumb all the way back and um it doesn't sound like much but i think we've all done it um and it, yeah. it was yeah it was crap to be honest with you like, straight away i was i was as weak as a kitten for about half an hour that that is underrated and uh, and not and taken for granted until it goes missing yeah yeah <laughs> literally like how mel pocock has done what he's done since it is is yeah beyond me because i've only had one thumb injury where it was dislocated for a while and and, and whatever and it was just well, yeah. almost impossible to ride with any sense. Yeah, and well, it's five days later, and I still can't turn a key with that same hand, you know. And you're like, it's only bent my thumb back. It was still <laughs> two thirties round cusses on a yeah. middle track with a load of ruts. Yeah. So, um, so that was kind of that really pissed on my chips because I'd uh, obviously um, I felt like I'd really got my head around the place, and I was really enjoying myself. I passed a lot of people, and like, like I, I was quite open last time we raced it. I said it's a scale electric track with one good line around there, you know. But you, I, I know this for a fact, bit of insight, because I know that you were having banter and back and forth with Justin in the lead up to, to the event. Because, you know, after our Rocket Hill Sundown event, I was out um, picking up one bag of rubbish, which they all did amazing at that. And then I was like, who's that riding around? Don't, you know, but even though it's you for 20 minutes. <laughs> and then so, you know, and you said then it, you get in here to get a bit of practicing because it's not, not your favourite. And then you've been... Oh, Back and forth for Justin a little bit leading up to it, sort of, you know, over opinions about the track. But yeah. ultimately, in a short period of time, he kind of turned it around, and the new Brilliant. track layout seemed better, right? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was um, awesome. The <laughs> cats. <laughs> um, I, I thought what he did was so good. Like it was, and it was so much more fun to ride as well. Forgetting racing, which obviously was like, I think it needs to be every every track, every, every race track's goal needs to be produce racing first and enjoyment second if you like yeah. um but um yeah it was awesome and it was just i was really disappointed deep down that that happened because obviously i had to pull out of that race and i you know i'd never pull out of races unless something seriously wrong but i couldn't i just could not do it um yeah. and then i really had to strap my thumb up quite a lot and i got asked so like they said are you, you going to be all right are you going to ride the second race and i was like i actually don't know to be honest with you um 
you know, I've, I kind of thought it might be all right, but it might be impossible, um, to be honest. It was, and it's, I'm making it sound like it was really bad, but it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a really badly sprained thumb, and we all know how bad they can be. Do you know what I mean? Like, I knew it was nothing more, but still. And, um, and I got a good start, which was absolutely pivotal to that race for me because I had so much adrenaline straight away. Yeah. And it let me go and I went, do you know what I mean? And it was tough, but it wasn't too bad. It didn't hold me back particularly at all, really. Um, what held me back was I had in my mind, like, just survive, to be honest with you, and get yeah. through the race. And if I'd have actually got, you know, got my head out of my ass and stopped thinking along those lines and actually pushed forward, it would have been a better race. But that mentality more than my thumb held me back. Um, and I didn't move around on the track and I had some really bad lines. Um, and I really found them out once Josh Gilbert and Clarkie passed me with two laps to go. I, I followed them and I was, I was so angry because there was three or four turns on the track that I was probably going about four metres further than, than them. And then, yeah, just, yeah, it's frustrating, but I can't, you know, the fun didn't help, don't get me wrong, but it's not, yeah, it wasn't all on that. Yeah. So, by the way, just before we move on to my next question, I did not write helmet for John for, uh, for Jake's name. That, he wrote that himself. I think not really knowing how this how this streaming works. So he self-proclaimed called himself helmet, not me. Not us. I'll take any responsibility. You've called me up before, though. I know you have. Um, no, I actually haven't. Probably far worse. No, I haven't. I haven't had any reason to, to dish you, I don't think, ever. Why would I? No, I try not to dish too many people at all. Anyway, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna be very complimentary now. Um, you might you might struggle to take this compliment. I, I don't think you will. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into the full, the full family background, but but, but either way, um, you're obviously running your own very successful business now. You're focusing on that. Because how old are you now, Jake? Uh, 30 30 so you know you're getting towards we always i always say sort of 30 years is when you get to 30 years of age it's it's kind of you know you're on the downside of a career it doesn't get any easier with injuries and stuff like that um you know so you've got that going on you're doing all right in life in that side of it you know i'm not going to delve too deep into that people but but so i always wonder you know i think it's so refreshing that that your motivation to still do this is still there because You've got other things on the go. You, you know, you don't have to be doing this if you meet. If you yeah. see what I'm trying to say in the most oh, yeah. light way possible. And yet, here you are. Apart from the bungee, which was just a freak thing, <laughs> pushing yourself through it all, injuries, whatever, still going at it. And let's let's be honest. You know, again, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you've had a, a fair amount of knocks in your career, and yet yeah. you still keep coming back. So what what's the drive? What is it? I just love racing. I genuinely love racing. And, um, you know, like you said, since I finished Grand Prix and started working full time, um, I've had two of the biggest injuries in my career. I had a dislocated hip and then a really, really complicated um, leg fracture, you know, like a lower leg fracture. And, and, um, and I get asked, and to be honest with you, I don't so much get asked it now in, with business, with people we deal with every day with, who come in and out of, our business who we deal with because um, I don't really understand it and I can see they don't get it at all because um, we're sat in a big building you know and it's a, it's a successful company thanks to what my dad's done in the past and he's given yeah. the company a head start he's still obviously flat out involved but 
you know, and they they don't understand it. And um, my answer is, I I just love racing. Um, my dad was really really strong on the fact of me stopping racing in 2017 when I did my hip. Um, and I've always struggled before then. I've always struggled with um, understanding how my dad works with business. So he sold his business, his previous business, uh, in 2015. And didn't need to work again, to be honest with you. And I didn't understand why he wanted to work again. Um, you know, and and there was there was one a night we were sat down chatting, and he was basically we don't argue, but we go back and forth. And um, he said, "Why?" why? <laughs> and he said, "Why the hell do you want to race again?" And I randomly came out with it, and I'll never forget it. I said, um, "You don't need to work ever again." I was like, but what are you doing? I was like, you, and I explained it because um, his, his business has always been hiring stuff out, but he can't keep away from selling things. So the success is made on hire, but he always sells things as well. And I said, you, you can hire out stuff till the cows come back, but I said, your, your buzz is out of selling things. And I said, you're on about me practicing with my mates for the rest of my life and enjoying myself because I've got a good group of mates and we have a good laugh and they're all a mix, you know, whatever. But I said, but I don't get a kick out of that. I said, my kick is racing. And I said it and I was like, hmm, the pennies just dropped a little bit from my side as well. Yeah, you didn't even know how much, really. Yeah. And, and since that day, he's never really questioned it, but we understood each other. And I understood myself a little bit as well as him. Um, and that's kind of, that's it. I really, really enjoy racing though. Uh, racing, full stop. But obviously something that I'm good at is obviously the number one thing. And um, and to be honest, it, it, it comes perhaps a bit easier to me nowadays than it used to because I don't worry so much about it because I've got obviously other stuff going on. I treat it as a, perhaps as a hobby. Yeah, when you say you don't worry about it, so what you mean is you do worry about when you get there, but you're not you're not like when we're younger. You're just it is an obsession, isn't it? You're just driven with it twenty four seven. You're pretty yeah. much thinking about time. Maybe not so much when we're in our late teens, early twenties, and <laughs> girls arrive on the scene. But other than that, you're you're pretty much all the time thinking. It. But now you've got outside of your weekends and your training, you've yeah. got something really to dig your teeth into and, yeah. and occupy your mind elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, when we lived in Belgium, my um, wife to tell you, I, just, I didn't sleep. I never. I was such a bad sleeper. And I, the the, Will, uh, the man who owns Wilvo, um, Louis, who was a big team sponsor at the time, he spent thousands on trying to find things to help me sleep because I worried and I stressed so much about my results and everything. And I'm not really a stressy person, but it would keep me up at night, like worrying about stuff with racing. And like now, it's a different story, you know. It's uh, you know. And I ride better because of it. I did not know that side of it. See, I would add you down as always being super chilled out. Yeah. Learn something. Yeah, I was a real, real just worried. And I was always worried I wasn't doing enough. And, you know, I was always doing too much most of the time. And, yeah, it's just funny, really. And now and now that's gone. And, and I obviously care about my results. But I think I have perhaps a bit more inner confidence than I used to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't know, really different. And I treat, treat it more as fun and... And, um, but at the same time, when I go to a start, I'm as serious as I've ever, ever been. So, and I automatically do that. I don't have to think about doing that. And that's, I enjoy that side of it. Yeah. So you're still putting the work, you know, the working with the training and stuff like that. Yeah. Talking, talking of which, you know, physical training, I meant, uh, talking of uh, training, backyard tracks. 
as far as tracks go, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, there's backyard tracks, and that your place is arguably like you could run a bloody AMA national there or whatever. Do you ever get, you know, and, and you know, you've got the facility, you, you, you've obviously developed it over the years and whatever. Oh, you certainly got the machinery. And you <laughs> no, I haven't because I hire it out. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so, do you ever? Do you ever? I mean, you know, as you get older, you got to manage your body. You know, regards of how much you do in a week. We all we all know that, and it is a fine balance. You know, we get to the other side of thirty, and we just physically can't maybe do as much as we do, and still be peak form and physical fitness for a weekend. But when you're riding around there, have you ever, in the last few years since you got back a bit since you hit, have you ever just thought? Oh, it's a bit boring riding around here. Yeah, I had it um, yeah. last week and the week before that, to be honest with you. I've done, because it's such a winter track, and I, I started training in November for this year. I got to last week, and I felt, I'm fed up of it, to be honest with you, because um, I often, you know, there's, I only ever have max two or three people with me. Um, yeah, and it's, it's a bit of a chore at the minute, to be honest with you. Uh, it, it actually is, and it's a shame. I feel really, like, weird saying it. Um, but I think anyone who's rode as much as we, you know, I have and you have, you know, you understand it. And, um, you know, if I have certain people turn up and ride with them and it's rained and the track's good, it's like, yeah, you get yeah. the bike straight back. But when it's a bit dry, it's a really, like I said, a winter track, so it gets dry and a bit, it's not very nice. Um, yeah, it, you do get to the point where you're like a bit, you know. It's too I mean, much of a good thing, right? Too much of a good thing, you know, no matter what it is if you if you're just repetitive and you're doing it all the time it it can get yeah and it and what people don't realize is it's such a hard track um like i get about that i mean i've i've seen i've seen enough videos from there again thinking about you know getting back riding myself thinking oh i think (laughs) if i ever ring you up and say jake it's gonna be be a few months down the line from when i get this new bike before i be saying (laughs) But but people see the jumps and they think oh a bit massive jumps but there's it's only a couple of like sensible you know pretty big jumps but it's the actual track the track and the terrain it uh, the only thing I can describe it as is you know like when people go to the ling and struggle because it's hilly it's sandy it's hard underneath and it's bony that's just my track it's slippery as hell like one a line will last about three laps do you know what I mean there's never like a firm um it's really hard ground to read as well but yes yeah, it's, it's it's hard enough when it's in good condition and when it's not in good condition and the biggest thing that's tough for me is there's nowhere like it when it's dry so yeah. it's almost pointless for me to ride it sometimes do you know what i mean um and yeah that can be difficult i actually put some clay on it the other day which most people would think what the hell why would you put clay on it but one of our businesses is it runs a wash a wash plant and basically the waste product of it is is perfect clay it's like it's called silt but it it gets pressed and it's like yeah you can make pots out of it and um really? yeah and, and so when you get a bit of moisture into that it'll be like yeah yeah leaving the novel prints literally yeah it, it was, i put it on last week and the ruts straight away were massive it only in about three corners but yeah so but yeah it's tough to get motivated sometimes for it definitely i need, i definitely need to come up i'm long overdue a visit i think the last time i rode your track was i did a photo shoot there for the kawasaki catalog yeah. when, when they first brought out the 450 with ray archer what was that like 
oh god i'd hate to, hate to guess when that was oh eight oh seven no i don't mm. know whenever <laughs> but that's a long time ago put it that way what are you getting then what bike are you gonna get i'm i'm getting a brand new um because obviously i'm full factory um a brand new 2021 kx250 i'm starting on a 250 oh please you said 250 yeah i'm not gonna go i'm not going 450 obviously because i'll kill myself even though i've got a lot of experience uh, it's basically i've gone with it because it's got electric start and i i'm vertically challenged and got legs like et so i'm i'm all i'm ready for it now like starting those before a pain in the ass now i'm just yeah i'm, I'm there I'll probably, wear the, I'll probably wear the battery out just just doing that for hours because i'm happy i don't have to kickstart it yeah i'm pleased again a 250 450 yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'll be 48 in november so i've got ease back i've got ease back into it yeah we're going to be doing a fair bit of riding next year. I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to be racing, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm quite pleased to see that when I saw it. I was, I love that. I yeah. love people getting back into it. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to come up there with my old sparring partner Easty as well. We can have it. We can have a rip around. He's good. He, I know. Is. You see, he's never stopped, does he? That's no, the thing. That, he's got away with it. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't beat him before anyway, so there's no chance I'm going to be beating him now. Even though you know, he's, I'll let, I'll let him have it. There you are. You know. That's not breaking news. That's <laughs> we've known for a long time that Mark Eastwood is a better rider than me. He'll um, love that you come though. He'll love that. Yeah, cool. yeah. We used to go. You know, obviously, I travelled with him with GPs and and yeah. you know, trained with him several often. And so, yeah, we we do that. That would be good. Yeah, so, with you then, have you put a? Are you just uh, playing it by ear each each year, or yeah. are you got a, yeah. you've got a target of when you're going? I'm hanging up then. No, until when I stop enjoying it, to be honest with you, I um I've always actually done one year contracts because I just find it weird to do two year contracts since I was, yeah. since I was good enough to get a contract rather than obviously um have to have to buy into a team if you like and um and um yeah I just carry on until I stop enjoying it to be honest with you I, it is it is hard balancing business and right and the riding um more so in the week and got a little girl now so that's also tough because i am yeah. at home um so that's tough and luckily got an understanding missus otherwise it'd be yeah impossible um but um but yeah i just until i stop enjoying it i don't feel bad at all like I, obviously i've had some some injuries a lot of them were when i were really was when i was, <clears throat> excuse me when i was really young so i kind of got away with it a little bit um but i don't really suffer too much at all with them um and I keep fit and obviously, you know, ride a couple of times a week and I just enjoy the riding, to be honest with you. And I'll, I'll always ride if I can, but if I stop racing and if I start worrying, then I'll I'll bin it off. Um, but I must I admit... Think, sorry, right. go on. No, 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 I was just going to say, yeah, if it's not offering advice, whatever, but you, for me, you, it just it was exactly like that. I thought, I just keep going, I keep going. I didn't I had no real plans. And then you literally just know. I, yeah. and, and I've heard so many people say that before it happened to me. I was like, oh, I can't believe this. But it, for me, it did. I literally just was at Desert Martin, whatever year it was, and I, I got a good start, and I came around to that big tabletop along the top. I was in a, somewhere inside the top ten, and I just thought, balls to that. I'm not, yeah. This is on the first lap, mind. I'm like, balls to that. I'm not jumping up. Just veered off to the left, caused a five-bike pile-up behind me, because obviously they're like, what? What's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> took everybody out to the left of me, <laughs> and then I just sort of thought, oh dear, I've caused a bit of carnage. Rode back to the van, and my brother come running back, and I just said, that's it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm done. 
yeah. literally like that. And I felt all right in qualifying and everything, but just the slide. But you know, it's different, isn't it? And, and no one really understands it apart from people that race. Um, it's that situation, isn't it? Like the racing situation, you can ride and you can be on a stopwatch and you can take all the risk you want going around the track on your own on a stopwatch, but the racing is different, isn't it? And um, at the minute, I enjoy it more than I've ever done, like the racing. And, and to be honest, I can, you know, in the last two years, three years since since I started with Honda, I've learned to get beaten. Uh, I can accept it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I sound like I was an unbeaten rider. I was never that. But obviously in Grand Prix, I was always getting beaten, but I always wanted to be there and kind of really struggled and I'd over-evaluate everything of how I could get to that point. Whereas yeah. now I like I know where I'm at and like the days I get beaten, I'm like, well, I couldn't do any more. I'm not gonna like go home yeah, and you left out. it all on the track. Yeah, and it's literally how it is and I and I don't stress about it because I'm like and I stand there and I go, He was he was the bollocks today, I was nowhere near him. Do you know what I mean? And I can say that whereas before I'd be like, mm, yeah, it wasn't that good. I was just I was just had a off day or you know, so yeah. I think um I think it's it's yeah, as long as I keep that then I'll be Sound. Well, as we said at the start, you know, you get into an age, you know, so you, you've been, well, I wouldn't say outspoken, just just brutally honest, which is refreshing, totally refreshing in some of the things you post, you know, on your social media and just when you've got something, you get it off your chest. I, I, you know, that's, I think through social media and the way the sport's gone over the last 20, say 10, 15 years, we're losing that some characters and people are under contract, you know, and they're worried about upsetting their sponsors and stuff like that. And you know, I, I think I think it's refreshing that some of the, some of the things that you outright saying, you know, it's, which is great. It's it's worrying, isn't it? Uh, you know, you notice it, and I guess the the top of the sport is the Grand Prix and the, and the American stuff, and um, you know they they won't film when riders are having a bit of a set to after the race, will they? And yeah. it's just all going so clean, and um, and no one's saying anything, and it's like you say, it's it's boring, isn't it? I you know yeah. I. Yeah, I do. You know, yeah. it's um, I had a bit of a set through the Kulas after the first, second race at Hawkstone, and um, these people were like all buzzed, like asking about it and all that. And I was laughing about it like 10 minutes later. And you know, it's like I said, oh, it's good, and it? it's all good entertainment, like you know. And yeah. it's and I often people, well, not often, people always forget why we're there and what we're doing, we're entertaining people, um, yeah. you know. and and it's losing that, and that needs to come back. You know, it's it's entertainment, isn't it? People come and watch. Oh, I, I, yeah, you know, obviously, I was I was in the in the commentary tower at Hawkstone was was like I couldn't leave because I was, but I was kind of like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> I want to see what's going on. They're at it. They're yeah. at it. Brilliant. Yeah, and it's and I I see it when if I see it in anyone in any sport, I'm like, look at he's passionate. Look at him, look, he's losing his rag, and you know, and it's like. It means something, doesn't it? I'm not saying you have to lose your bag to show that you're passionate, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no, totally. totally. And, You've got to show that you care, and that's what makes you a winner. It's as simple as that, you know? If we all just yeah. rolled over had our belly mm. tickled, then we wouldn't have good racing. Yeah. So, yeah. And same, same, same when things are good and also when they're bad is something that yeah. doesn't get often said. You know, I'll give, I'll give a track credit for when it's great and I'll also be outspoken for when I don't think it's good like yeah, I did at that's your opinion. You know, like you, you made, you know, very open comments about Landrake. Yeah. And the same weekend, your, your teammate, Clarkie, Stephen Clark, 
love the track. Yeah. It's just personal opinion, isn't it? You exactly. Know? Nobody's right yeah. or wrong. It's... No. Totally. But I will say it if I feel like, you know, there's a way around, you know. So, yeah. yeah. I think it needs to be like that, doesn't it? So, yeah, absolutely. So, talking of, of um, honesty again, so, you know, whatever. So, we'll sign off with this. We don't, we, I don't need to do the backstory with you and, you know, all that your successes and, and, you know, things that have gone wrong over the years. You know, we know you've had a good career. You've had setbacks. You've raced GPs, whatever. You obviously have won a national title in, in the MX Nationals, you know. Um, it was unfortunate one year with the British, you know, and whatever. That didn't quite come your way. But with all, all things said and done, you know, it, do you – you said you sleep easier now. Do you still – is there anything in your career so far that just eats into you a little bit? I would say regrets, you know, because I don't think you've got any. But is there anything where every so often something might just jump in your head and go, that's a pisser, that didn't go my way, or something that still crops up? Yeah, do a ride in the Eastern Centre um, at um, Blackswell two weeks before the last bridge will go to the grave of me. It's like, yeah. Really? Yeah, it makes me want to cry, to be fair. Especially because uh, – yeah, because because it was it was like I didn't really and it, I it, I didn't do anything wrong either. So I you know I came out of a fast turn, fast right hander, and had no rear brake because I'd lent it over and the stone stone had got jammed um, underneath the lever of the rear brake. Um, and so and I was on a qualifying lap and um, uh, I came into the penultimate corner at Blacksaw and there was a massive berm and I kind of saved it and got around that. And I went over the single before the last turn, um, before the finish line, and I landed and had no rear brake again, obviously. But I guess normally you'd load the bike up with a bit of rear brake to get it turned, and it yeah, just didn't yeah. lost the front. And then my foot just went in a braking bump, basically. And then that was it. And and like I'll never ever, I can't forget it. Do you know what I mean? And, and more so, obviously I lost the championship, but I had like the worst nine months of my life as well because it was such a complicated injury. Um, and you know, like I, I broke it badly, but I was in such disbelief that I didn't, you know, I, I rode my bike to the ambulance and sat in the ambulance and they were like, are you all right? And I was just like, is it all right? And they were like, your legs hanging off. Like it was man, you know, it was minging. And I was just like, sat there like, nah, can't, I don't, it'll be all right, won't it? And I was yeah, just like refusing to believe it almost. Yeah. And, and, and all the way to the hospital. And, and then I, you know, and it was just such a nightmare thing. And that, I think that will always, always cling on to me because I didn't need to do that race. And I was just doing it because I like racing. And I, and I, I've, to me, in my eyes, and I still will argue this to the, to the day because a lot, I got slated a bit for why was I doing it? Yeah. yeah. And I well, said, well, you argued that at the start. You're a racer. Yeah, exactly that. And there were and a few people like even commented to me and said, like, why were you doing it? Uh, why were you doing that race? And I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go and ride at a pl- track up the road called Blytheborough, which is identical to Black to Blacksall, and be surrounded by 60 riders who I don't have a clue who they are, and they could turn yeah. up on, on a road bike and go around there. They've got yeah, no, no, no mar- you know, less marshals. Yes, less marshals. Um, I said, and you know, so rubbish to that, like you know, absolute load of crap. And um, but yeah, so it's 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 one of those really. But other, otherwise, racing wise, I don't have any um, regrets. I probably would have moved to Belgium when I was seventeen if I could go back. Um, I remember going there with Mark Chamberlain when we were on Vision Days in 07 and I got a taste for it, and I didn't really like it because I got smoked every time I went to a track there. And then um, when I was 
20, so three years later, I, I um, drove my camper there and slept in Coffin's driveway for like, I don't know, four or five months. And I got smoked every day. And I soon came to the realisation that, that from the de- until the day I left Belgium in 2014, I got smoked every day. <laughs> but that's what made me good because I would... Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. So you learnt, you learnt the hard way. Learned yeah. The hard way. Yeah, I got beaten by my teammates every single day we went practicing. Yeah. When I was teammates with Fevre and when I was teammates with Coldenoff, every time they would beat me, they'd be quicker than me. And then I'd beat them at the weekend. And, and then all of a sudden, Fevre, he's he's a very, very quick learner and he, he just suddenly took off and went. And that um, that was tough for me, but but otherwise, you know, it was that that was probably the, the, a regret not moving there because mm. it's amazing what that does. But I think those days are finished now as well. By what I can, yeah, yeah, seemingly, seemingly. With those tracks, obviously, that you know. So, man, that was that was a hard story to listen to. All that, yeah. But I'm glad I asked you. But we're not going to end with that. We, we are going to end now because obviously I'm sat in, like I said, I'm parked in the field. <laughs> we know in a van. <laughs> literally, I've had, I've had, bizarrely, right? I should have turned the camera just a minute ago. This is a tiny little country lane near my house, not far, about a mile up the road from my house. But I'm having to sit in the van to get phone signal to link it to the computer, which I explained to Jake before we started. What this is, this is the annoying thing. While you were talking about that horrendous thing there, uh, your injury and whatever, an old couple just walked down the lane, and I'm not joking, about 20 yards out of my left-hand window, um, I th- I think they're having an affair, and they must have been yeah. in their eighties. They had a proper like look like a secret cuddle or whatever. Saw me, and then did a U turn <laughs> and cleared off. Things you, think, you know, out in the country. Um, I might I might do the old man in the vans from here from future. I think it's. A good yeah. spot. I don't know. I might be parked in a dogging spot for all I know. I better turn yeah, the yeah. lights off. You'll have a flash and flash of night in a second. <laughs> um, but on a more positive note. Because uh, obviously our lights fading fast, like you got a job to see me. That's not a bad thing. Um, on a positive note, it's great to hear that you're just going to keep you're going to keep going for as, as long as you can until you think it's all over and done. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Keep, keep enjoying it, and I don't know. I feel I feel like I've lot I've got a lot to give with racing still, and um, you know I'll keep enjoying it, and I'll have I'll have good days, I'll have bad days, and I think I proved to Hawkstone I hadn't raced for over a year when we went to because yeah. I obviously had my leg issues when I came back so um you know I've still got it still got it in me and um you know it's been it's funny for me the last two tracks are quite difficult so it's put a bit of a dampener on it in a way but then I'm like I've sort of been happy in in some ways with what I've been able to do when I've backed against the wall still because that field is so tough at the minute isn't it yeah and to be honest you know we're having just a strange you know it's a, it's a shortened season it's just a difficult year anyway nobody's really Mm. in full momentum it's it's a tough one i know everybody's in the same boat but you know fingers crossed you know if you stay fit and healthy and you still love to get back to more championship racing not only with the mx nationals but the british and everything next year yeah it'll be great you know hopefully between now and then you don't have one of those epiphany moments like i had at desert martin and go oh bollocks i'm done (laughs) (laughs) watching you know it'll be good to see see you out there for at least a, a good number of years yet no, I appreciate that, and I, I hope I am. And I've got all aspirations of doing it, and um, you know, keep enjoying it, and um, hopefully get some good results and get a title there somewhere in between. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, 
you know best of wishes with all the family and whatever yeah say hello to everybody for me and um yeah just that's it we i'll catch up with you what in three weeks time at, at fat cat yeah. well hopefully you know you can go out there and show them what you're made of the championships is big ass now but yeah, you know, yeah. but you can go out there and show them that you mean business for 2021 eh? that's it exactly no thanks very much for having me on i really appreciate it no that's cool mate it's good to have you on uh helmet as you are now <laughs> and uh, one of the things i think really best of luck with with the business side of it as well and fair play to yourself for applying yourself with all that I appreciate it thank I you very much thing there that promotes promoting it like every professional still got my work <laughs> well, i'm totally professional obviously um right i'll let you have your dinner and um i'll see you in three weeks time mate nice one thank you appreciate it i hope that leech uh comes off your head by then as well it's glue like, it's all glue i'm not picking it off because it will just go again <laughs> all right right I'm, i look i look like i'm now in the vip the cd vip corner of a nightclub with this light don't i it's like whatever i might i might turn the light off because there's a couple of lap dancers on their way over I will. <laughs> Mate, we're out of it. Right, I'm gonna. I'll see you later. I'll go. I'll sign off. Um, nice Thanks a lot. Nice one, Cheers, mate. Thanks. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that was Jake Nichols. Um, yeah, being brutally honest as always. Uh, again, the man in the van motocross show is brought to you by FXR. If you can still see it, I always get the can the wrong way down, don't I? Uh, relax the race. Arm pump oil getting a bit dingy in here but uh i'll sign off um and hang around see what happens around this shifty country lane until next time i'm not sure we're going to get on for um episode 13 but that's the beauty of it thanks for watching and um we will see you soon i'm out of here